0: You know what's really great about life? It's that no matter where you are or what you're doing, it's five o'clock somewhere. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Will Right for Wine again. I'm Lucy March. And I'm CJ Barry. And this is will write for wine again, (laughs) right? (laughs) (laughs) You know we were gonna rewrite it, but then we kind (laughs) of liked it, (laughs) and then we just thought, you know, it's a little dataist in the humor; it's not really that funny. But I don't know, for some reason it was very funny. (laughs) Yeah. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) All
1: right. So here we are, and uh, obviously we're we're drinking. Right. So uh, Lucy, what are you drinking
0: tonight? Well, what are we drinking tonight? Yeah, because yes, we are yes. drinking the same wine. Tonight we are drinking a 2007 Bellagio Piante.
1: Isn't that just fun to say it? Bellagio. It is. Bellagio. It actually sounds like you know we know what we're talking about. Right. And exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we chose it because we were both in Ohio
0: and we both love liquor. <laughs> right. I don't recall how much it ran us because we were all giggly and chatty and annoying Kroger shoppers around us. Better. I'm sure it was somewhere in like the $10-ish range.
1: I think so. I think so. Well, there was that one guy when we were picking out teas. Remember? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. And he was just standing there, and we
0: thought we were blocking the car, <laughs> blocking the way. And he goes, no, I know. actually, I kind of enjoyed it. <laughs> I know, because we were, like, going insane over all these teas in the tea aisle, which was exactly how we were in the wine aisle. We're like, oh, oh yeah, God, look at, this, oh, look at yeah. this, look at this, look at this. And I'm actually amazed he wasn't really seriously going to ram us with his cart. Because all of a sudden, we turn around, we're like, oh, are we in your way? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Anyway.
1: Um, yes, about ten dollars a bottle, and uh-huh. it is twelve point five alcohol by volume, which is not mm-hmm. bad. No, no, no. And the wine notes on the bottle are short and to the point. Dry red wine, product of Italy. <laughs> Good <laughs> enough for
0: me. <laughs> it was funny because I tasted it before, uh-huh. and then um, you know, when I first opened the bottle, and I thought, Oh, that that is dry. Oh <laughs> it yes, is really dry red wine, and uh-huh. usually I like my reds a little sweeter, and mm-hmm. my whites a little drier, and I think you're the opposite, right? Right, right, exactly You like sweeter whites and drier reds. Yeah. Um, but uh, but actually, you know, I, I took a couple of sips, and at first I wasn't sure how I felt about it, mm-hmm. and then after after a couple of sips, and I don't think you can judge a wine.
1: Yes, with one Well, okay, one sip. There,
0: are, there are some you can judge with one yeah. sip. It's really, really bad. Um, but, uh, but I don't think you can judge a wine until you've had, like, at least half a glass, because yeah. there's something about you, you have to kind of get used to the the groove of the wine. Yeah. And once I got used to the groove, I thought it was really, really good. So I'm actually, I'm going to give it like four and a half glasses. Oh, me. that's good for you. That's it's good not, it's you. not, yeah, it's very good. It's not knock my socks off. It's uh-huh. not a, you know, a Sauvignon Blanc from Chile or anything. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, it, it, it's very, very good. I think that if you like a dry red, you're mm. really going to love this county. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I'm giving it five glasses because mm-hmm. I love this wine. I drink it all the time. Mm-hmm. Plus, it's got wicker. I mean, it's got oh, like oh the wicker God, basket know. thing, which I just totally love. And I it's feel like adorable. I should have some joke about wicker and getting drunk quicker, but I'm just too lazy for that.
0: <laughs> well, you got the rhyme going for you. I know, the wicker. So I think that quicker. that's really good. Yeah, yeah. Wicker gets you drunk quicker. That's the way to go. <laughs> All right. Well, now that's our wine. We're going to move on to the cheers topic where we talk about whatever we want simply because, you know, we want to. Yes,
1: uh, because we're middle-aged, menopausal, cranky, and drinking.
0: So. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> now, you know when to expect it? It's right now. Uh-huh. For tonight's cheers, we're going to talk about <laughs> travel. That was from last <laughs> month. <laughs> No, I okay, wasn't. Okay, from now on, yes, now you know when to expect it, because we're talking about the Cheers uh, topic and about when that, uh, how uh, you don't expect yeah, it. Oh, whatever.
1: Okay. Yeah, and I just kind of
0: <laughs> rolled over that. It was funny, as I'm reading it, I'm thinking, okay, that'll make sense when I finish this whole segment, and you know. Maybe it'll yeah, make sense it. when you finish the wine. <laughs> You know, actually, that's good. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and introduce tonight's first Cheers topic, which is uh-huh. air travel. And oh. since you're the one who most recently had an experience in air travel, I'm just going to sit here and drink more Chianti until this whole oh, segment makes sense. Man. And you go ahead and do what you do yeah
1: Now you're lucky you guys that that we didn't do this last friday because i was still mm-hmm. really hot last friday i mean <laughs> you should have heard me the day i got home oh. after i gone through the ride home from hell the flight home oh. from hell i mean i yeah. was like really hot and then by friday i was still hot but now this week i've kind of cooled off a little but mm-hmm. i am still gonna go through this um mm-hmm. u.s airway
0: mm-hmm.
1: airways airway I think there's only one.
0: US Airways. Yeah. Which, by the way mm-hmm. <laughs> Worst airline ever. Oh. I had hands the most down. nightmarish experience dealing with them. Yeah.
1: Hands I down. mean I know
0: that the guy from US Airways like landed everything wonderfully in the middle of the Hudson and managed not to kill anybody. And yes. that's awesome. Yeah. He was that's great. one but Just because pilot. they have yep. no. one good pilot <laughs> does not mean that it is well, not actually, the absolute fifth ring of hell. And, and actually it's, it's mm-hmm. not
1: their pilots. It's their customer service.
0: That's exactly what it is. Their yes.
1: customer mm-hmm. service. Okay. So I'm supposed to fly from Cincinnati to Philadelphia and then from Philadelphia to Ithaca. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. New York. All right. So I fly... From Cincinnati to Philadelphia, everything's great. Uh-huh. I get off my plane, I look at the board, and it says my flight to Ithaca has been canceled. Ugh. I mean, not like postponed, not delayed. Mm-hmm. I mean, like canceled, right? Uh-huh. And I'm like, oh, gotta be kidding me! I mean, I was freaking out. How many flights to Ithaca do you think there are a day? You know, right. so I'm yeah, thinking it's it,
0: not a big travel hub. No, right.
1: <laughs> I'm thinking it could be a week for me to get right. back home. You know. <laughs> So I go to the first, I go to the gate where I was supposed to, you know, I was supposed to Mm -hmm. get on the Ithaca flight. And there's this customer service person from U.S. Air, I can only assume. And she's working on Mm -hmm. the keyboard. And I'm standing there, literally Mm -hmm. standing there Mm -hmm. for two minutes. And she never Mm -hmm. looked at me. I mean, I'm standing there Mm -hmm. with my ticket, right? Mm -hmm. Finally, she looks up at me like, like, oh, God, you know, and she's like, can I help Mm -hmm. you? And I'm like. Mm I'm supposed mm-hmm. to go to Ithaca at this gate, but it's been canceled. Mm-hmm. So she, hands, she puts her hand out, and I give her my stuff, and she pulls it back really snotty. And she checks uh. it in, and she goes, the plane had mechanical problems. It's been canceled. And she hands it back uh-huh. to me.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> Oh, that's good, because I was planning on just living here in Philadelphia, so that's just fine. So, no worries.
1: So then the phone rings. She picks up the phone. I'm still standing there. (laughs) She starts talking to the phone. She's talking to somebody who's in a gate across the way. Uh And she's like waving to them. And she's all smiley and nice and everything. Meanwhile, I'm still standing there. Mm -hmm. Two minutes go by. She hangs up. She looks at me like, oh, God, you're still here. I said, Mm -hmm. what am I supposed to do? She goes, well, you go down to the end and they'll help you. I mean, a serious, oh
0: dear god. She couldn't have told you that 5 minutes ago. I mean, she was like so miserable. And oh, she was my so god. nice to these people. And She was so miserable
1: to the customers. I was right. just mm-hmm. I was just furious. So I go down mm-hmm. to the end. Okay, it doesn't get any better after this. I go to the <laughs> end. I'm standing in line, right? There's a guy in uh-huh. front of me. There's there's me. There's somebody behind mm-hmm. me. There's two gals in the customer whatever at the, the Mm -hmm. the desk. One of them's dealing with a couple and she must've been sending them around the world because they were there forever. Oh God. Uh The other one is sitting at her keyboard. She's tap, 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 tap. Never looked up. Mm -hmm. Never, (laughs) never nothing. Oh my God. Yeah. Right. So then this third girl comes up, thank God. And then she (laughs) takes the guy in front of me. Right. Right. So she finally gets done with him. I'm ready to step up. And this guy from nowhere zooms in from the wings and steps in front of me.
0: Oh, I don't think so. Oh, I don't think so. Like, Tell me you are killed you him. Kidding me? you kidding beamed him with your bag and left him there to bleed to death, did you? I was furious. Like, did you s- kill him?
1: No, I didn't kill him. Because
0: oh, they don't like it on. when you kill people in
1: airports. They don't like it. They get really upset and they won't let you fly anymore. <laughs> I wanted to get home. I just wanted to get home, oh my right? God. Uh-huh. So I finally get up there and she's like, well... The next flight to Ithaca yeah. is in six hours.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, Philadelphia to Ithaca is what? A six hour drive? Something like yes. that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, about that. Mm-hmm. So then, so she said, or I can send you to LaGuardia. Uh
0: huh.
1: And then you can get, and then you could take a flight from LaGuardia to, to Ithaca.
0: Right, uh-huh. so I'm like,
1: oh god. I mean, I would. Mm-hmm. It would. It got me there like an hour earlier. So I'm like, okay, I'll take. Yeah, it. I mean, it's better mm-hmm. than sitting in the Philadelphia airport, which, by the way, right. only has wireless on the weekends. And this was What's not a that? weekend, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So anyway, even
0: Syracuse has free wireless. Yeah, that's insane. I know.
1: Yeah. I know. So, I ended up having to fly to LaGuardia, which also does not have wireless, and then flying (laughs) to Ithaca, and I finally Mm -hmm. got to Ithaca like five hours after I was supposed to, it took 11 hours
0: to get Right, you know how long it takes to drive (laughs) from um, Cincinnati to Syracuse? (laughs) That's a 10-hour drive. And
1: every plane (laughs) I got on kept getting Uh smaller and smaller. Oh, God. That's I swear creepy. the last yeah. mm-hmm. one was running on a mouse and a rubber band. I swear I to God, know. it was so I loud. Know. It, you know, not only that, I have to carry my own luggage now, mm-hmm. I have to bring mm-hmm. my own food, and they up the price of wine. Which is. <gasps> Yes. How much was $7 it? $7. No. For a little dinky thing. of You know how long those little bottles last me when I'm flying? Oh, my God.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. And you know me. I mean, I pay $7 for a whole big bottle of water. I know. <laughs> like, $7. <laughs> oh, my God. They're terrible. Well, these so. are the people. These are the people. I kid you not. When I was going to Alaska, mm-hmm. they had me leaving on a connecting flight that left before... <laughs> my incoming <laughs> flight landed and then when i got there and i said hey can't bend the time space continuum what you gonna do for me they looked at me like you know yeah. well, what the hell's wrong with you
1: I d- worst and customer uh-huh. service i have worst ever. Customer service. i mean ever. they just US literally nobody cared. nobody cared nobody cared yeah. that my flight had been canceled they didn't mm-hmm. they did not care it was unbelievable.
0: Mm-hmm. It was unbelievable.
1: Yeah. yeah. I mean no, luckily awful. the rest of my visit to Ohio was wonderful.
0: Yes, it was. It was a really good yes, time. I we had a good time. Oh we
1: did, we did. And we didn't we yeah. didn't drink an awful lot. We were very good, actually. We had a lot of tea. Yeah, no,
0: we got we got toasted the day we watched Dirty Dancing. Yeah, we
1: did. <laughs> <laughs> we had to cancel the podcast. We got good. Because we got <laughs> you know, neither toasted, we got toasted in the afternoon on that
0: one and then we just were I'm like, I can't record anything right now. She's like, <laughs> me either. So <laughs> oh gosh well the other thing we should talk about probably is the big news this week for romance writers which is harlequin horizons have you heard about this no this is all oh my new. god you haven't heard about this no no i,
1: this I, is I huge. had a crazy week yeah go ahead
0: oh my god okay well this is this is the big thing to blow up harlequin horizons and you're familiar with um oh god it's author's house i think is the name of it, the vanity publisher okay And there's a difference between self-publishing and a vanity publisher. There is? Because a vanity publisher, yes. Self-publishing is like Lulu.com, perfectly reputable. You go to them, you pay your money for their services, for them to print stuff up for you or whatever, and then you have the product and you distribute it. Okay. Vanity publishers make it's like you go there, you give them money, they make it like it's actually gonna be a real book when it, they have no intention of doing that and then when they can't sell them, they make you buy them back from them and <laughs> I mean there's all <laughs> sorts of stuff that goes on with vanity publishers that is just I mean basically nice. they just ream the author for money at every turn. Oh Self publishing, e publishing, mm-hmm. doing that all yourself, I think there's a completely legitimate side to that. But vanity yes. publishing is bad, 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 bad news. So Harlequin Harlequin, one of the major, you know, romance publishers, I mean, the, you know, I don't even know what percentage of romance novels, Uh, but I mean, it's a
1: lot, yeah.
0: The vast majority, right? Yeah. So they started this thing called Harlequin Horizons, uh-huh. which is with Author's House, which is a, um, and forgive me if I'm getting that wrong, Author's House, but I'm almost positive that's what it is. Mm. Obviously, should have researched it before I started talking about it, but <laughs> some big, huge vanity <laughs> publisher, which is very disreputable, and you know, and everybody condemns them. So Harlequin signed up with them. Uh-huh. Basically, so they've got this... Uh, you know all these slush, the slush pile full of stuff <gasps> that they're going to reject that comes in, and then they can just pile them off to H- Horizons and say, "Oh, but you can publish with Horizons oh. if you pay us." And if you, I mean, and I mean, it's basically. That's and so it got them kicked awful. out of RWA. You didn't hear that got it kicked <laughs> no, out of RWA? No. RWA oh, comes out with a press release. <laughs> I know. RWA <laughs> comes out with a press release hours later saying we no longer accept. Harlequin as a valid publisher oh because it's in the bylaws. God. You cannot be a vanity publisher and be recognized by RWA. Mm-hmm. Then MWA, Mystery Writers of America, comes out and says, We no longer <gasps> recognize Harlequin. Then SFWA, Science Fiction Writers of America. <laughs> Although, not How that did I, I miss all of I this? Don't even think. Oh, my God. It's huge. It's huge. you got to go to <laughs> oh, Smart Mrs. Trashy Books, where, of course, everything in the romance industry is always discussed to death, where, um, you know, they've got a big discussion going on about it. But, I mean, basically, it comes out, everybody condemns Harlequin. I mean, oh, across the board. Very, very few people think that this is even remotely a good idea. Mm-hmm. I don't know who on the Harlequin board was like, yeah, let's <laughs> do this. you know? But, I mean, like, okay, but let's, I mean, look at the, at the you know basic numbers i mean i guess you know you're uh, y- you're making money because you're pulling in all these and you've got a supply of people who want to be published in your slush pile oh you know man. so i mean there's basically i i, I guess that's where it just uh, when it comes to uh, just being about money yeah, and having absolutely
1: be. yeah no
0: integrity whatsoever Mm. in your business practice or whatever so uh, at this point harlequin horizons they are not backing down but now i mean the thing that the thing that bothers me about this i mean looking at it you know on the face i think it's kind of funny Uh you know because i just it's just so patently ridiculous um so my first response to it is like that's just the stupidest thing i've ever heard but Mm -hmm. here's the thing is that there are authors there are hard-working talented people who are writing for Harlequin right. who have just had their legitimacy basically you know yeah, on exactly. and that to me that annoys me because yep. these people bust their ass they work hard Lots and lots of writers who are huge today, who are out there getting hardcover, big New York Times mm-hmm. bestsellers, started in Harlequin. Yeah, you know this is a launching pad for so many people, and so all these authors, like I don't know what's going to go on with RWA. Are they no longer eligible for the Rita Awards? No, they wouldn't Which be. eligible. Which pretty much means you and me are in because we're <laughs> one of the five people not in Harlequin who actually well, not know, only that, there's import.
1: two. Mm-hmm. There are two categories that are really all Purely Harlequin series.
0: Harle- well, I guess Silhouette is Silhouette part of Harlequin? Uh, yeah. Or is that separate? Okay, so Harlequin Silhouette, 90% of what goes in the Rita. Yeah. 90% of what goes on at RWA yeah. is just suddenly no longer eligible.
1: Oh, man. That's insane.
0: Nashville is going to be a ghost town this summer. That's wow. all I'm saying. But, I mean, Well, actually, that's not true because there's going to be tons of, you know, mm-hmm. unpublished writers and everybody's going to be coming in. But it's just the thing that, that really bothers me is that these people who write for Harlequin or subsidiaries of Harlequin You're right. are suddenly, you know, out in the cold. <sighs> and they can not you know so i'm i'm very annoyed and so for all of those authors out there any who might be listening to this we're behind you sisters oh, we got you back i mean that's it's just is i know terrible. a lot
1: of i know a lot of authors mm-hmm. that write for them and that's oh, yeah. you know i mean what do you do when your publisher when your publisher does something like that or they or they they adopt a policy that you, that you don't i mean
0: that you don't have any yeah, control over right exactly and they're taking the harlequin brand mhm you know the the good harlequin name and yeah. basically you know rubbing it in the mud and then that takes those authors and makes them feel not maybe not like feel like they're less or whatever because i mean they are still being published through the legitimate harlequin you know imprints mm-hmm. but you know that's just that's just wrong yeah. it's just it's just wrong and you know Forget that it's wrong because it screws your, you know, your current author base. Mm -hmm. Um, It's wrong because it's wrong. Because vanity publishing preys on, you know, the expectations of people who, uh, you know, just want to pay for the publishing. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, there's self-publishing, which is completely different. Yeah. From Vanity Publishing, which basically, you know, sets up this pie-in-the-sky idea about what is actually going to happen with these books. This is never going to happen with those books, mm. you know? Yeah. And then they don't, they don't bother to sell them. They don't bother to do anything with them. They don't bother to market them, you know, because why, why do it? Right. They don't need well, to because then, the, you know, the writer will buy them back, you yeah. know, when they threaten to pulp well, them. Well, you know, and the thing on.
1: is, I mean, the reader mm-hmm. really uh, isn't going to know any of this.
0: Yeah. Readers no, aren't gonna do no, no
1: any of th- it doesn't hurt them, which mm-hmm. is which is good. I mean that's the last thing right. we wanna do is 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 mm-hmm. hurt the readers. Mm-hmm. But um but it certainly does, you know, affect the authors. You know? Yeah. So that's mm-hmm.
0: that's too bad. Yeah, I think it's you know, it really does it's, I crazy. Think it's, just, it's bad for the authors. I think the authors are the ones who suffer the most for this. And yeah. I cannot believe that Harlequin I, I can't believe they launched it. Mm. I can't believe they launched a vanity press. It mm. just is beyond my comprehension yeah. that this that, that this got through all the levels of planning in order for it to happen.
1: I don't know. You know, it could be the economy. I mean, you just, who knows? I'm sure that's part of I'm it, but I'm romance sure it novels is, actually do, ba-
0: do well in a bad they economy. Do, so Harlequin they do. Is I, mean, I don't know the numbers. I haven't looked, but it's my understanding that Harlequin's doing just fine. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, because romance
1: really has been buoying a lot of the other publishing lines right now Mm -hmm. uh, because Mm -hmm. of the economy, you know, so... I'm not um, saying
0: publishers aren't suffering, but I think that publishers who do only romance, like Uh Harlequin, probably not suffering as much as everybody else. Yeah,
1: that's true.
0: So, um... Oh, that's crazy! Yes, I, I had not heard answer.
1: that. I'll have to go do some research. Oh, <laughs> you
0: gotta go go to Smart Bitches because you know Smart Bitches books, oh, stuff, that's they, where oh, okay. that's where all the good discussion about the romance industry oh, happens. Geez. So,
1: all right. Well, and I wanted to say one final note. Um, mm-hmm. My kitty Oliver got hit by a car this week, and. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know that a lot of people knew him through the podcast and I did mm-hmm. post it on the forums and um and on my Facebook and received just yeah. some wonderful um condolences from people. Thank you all so much. And uh we're going to really miss him.
0: I know. My little Here's buddy. to Oliver. He was a oh, good cat. He was.
1: Cheers, Oliver. Yeah.
0: Cheers, Oliver. Mm. Mm. All right. Well, that about covers our cheers segment i think so
1: and we need a a little break i know well that's why i did it at the end i'm like if i do it in the middle i'm gonna start crying and then i'll be like (laughs) (laughs) okay yeah so harlequins (laughs) suck yeah i know (laughs) no people who hit cats and don't stop suck Yes, Yes, they do. Yes, they they do. do. So anyway, we're going to sit back and pop cork and try to calm down. (laughs) (laughs) Right. You know, one thing I noticed about this block is it really gets us revved up. (laughs) It does. It does. (laughs) Make it all feisty and everything. (laughs) All right. (laughs) We'll
0: be right back. (laughs) Hi, everyone. This is Lucy. I need to do a new PSA. You see, we're trying to do new PSAs every month because listening to the same old PSA as some of you have mentioned in your iTunes reviews, and you know who you are, gets a little old. So, fine. Here I am talking once again about drinking because, you know, it's dangerous if you do it too much. Then again, same can be said of sex and skiing, but whatever. We basically don't want anyone accusing us of glorifying drinking, which, personally, I don't think we do. I mean, really, if your kids are listening to Will write for wine as Siege and I drink up, forget our words, slur and cackle like a couple of middle-aged gay men's, and they're thinking, gee, I want to grow up to be like those two. But, you know, maybe you've got bigger problems than us, possibly, is all I'm saying. But still, we must have the PSA. We must have variety in the PSA. We must have mamas don't let your babies grow up to be drunken romance writers in the PSA. So, mamas, don't let your babies grow up to be drunken romance writers. And there you go. Welcome back, I'm Lucy March.
1: And I'm CJ Berry.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and this is We'll Write for Wine. <laughs> okay. We're just, we're just, yeah. It's just not going to go well tonight. The thing is, as we started talking and drinking mm-hmm. before we started the podcast so it's just going to be all tonight. for those of you who have listened to us previously Mm -hmm. you know that we used to put the big content in the c block but we're tightening things up now and getting to the meat of the podcast a little (laughs) earlier so that's what the b block is about
1: (laughs) and here it says in the script while we're still relatively sober i'm not so sure (laughs) the plan is working
0: <laughs> no, it's not, but the Chianti is very, good. Very good.
1: <laughs> you know it's good when your husband comes in and says, Ooh, what are you drinking? And then you respond with a growl. <laughs>
0: <laughs> My Chianti. Mine. Mine. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll just do the best we can <laughs> with what we have. <laughs> Anyway, tonight we are going to talk about Dirty Dancing. Yes.
1: As you know, on the forums, the Whiffers choose the topic for this month's podcast, and they chose for us to do a movie night of Dirty Dancing, since I have never seen it before. And did you see how they, like, jumped on that? Oh, my God. They're like, oh, my God, you've never (laughs) seen it? You have to do Dirty Dancing. I'm like, oh, crap.
0: You know... It's... Dirty dancing—that you had never seen—it was something I can't believe you admitted in public. It's like
1: Moby Dick. I managed to make my make it through my whole entire life without having to read Moby Dick, and then I get <laughs> get hammered with it last year for a stupid college class. It's the same thing with Dirty Dancing. Jeez. But we—I did watch it. <laughs> we drank a uh, lot yes. of wine uh-huh. that night and live blogged yes, the experience did. on Twitter, which. It uh-huh. was really fun, and uh, I think some yeah. of you were able to witness live.
0: <laughs> yes. We <laughs> were supposed to record the podcast that night, but we got a little too toasty of a little too early, and it just wasn't going to work, so sorry yeah. about that. And then last week, I had the plague, yes. so we put it off until now. Hopefully, Siege still remembers the actual movie, um, but let's, let's go ahead. Let's start discussing it. I mean, CJ, what you think? <laughs> All right. To
1: start off with, I didn't think that this was the movie that we were going to watch, for some mm-hmm. reason, there—I thought there was a movie with like dancing in it, where the father was a preacher, and it was like hellfire.
0: You thought it was Footloose? Yes. Okay. So you haven't seen. Footloose? Oh, don't even start with me. <laughs> you no no no. Answer the question. I have not yes seen Footloose no. either. Have you seen Footloose? Okay, I have. Oh the, my God! Oh, I saw Ghost. <laughs>
1: oh Wasn't was who was in Footloose? Was it Swayze in Footloose too?
0: Kevin Bacon. Oh no. Sarah Jessica Parker. No. Lori somebody or other, who never did another movie. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't seen Palouse? No. Chris Penn, John Lithgow, who was the father of the preacher in the town. Oh my god. <laughs> did anybody I die in god that movie withers, I can't did, do anything. Oh right, no. that's why I didn't see well, actually, it. Actually <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if anybody died, but if they did, they died of natural causes. It's not the kind of movie where all of a sudden somebody comes in and they're shooting up the town. But oh my god. <laughs> You have not seen
1: films. I was kind of disappointed in this one, too. I expected somebody ah. to die when that girl was sick. I'm like, oh, is she going to die? Oh, <laughs> is she gonna... I'm like, there might be something good in this movie after all.
0: Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So
1: I just have to make that clear from the beginning that I had it confused with another <laughs> movie that I also hadn't seen.
0: <laughs> Well, you know, Footloose is coming up next. Next <laughs> movie is going to have to be Footloose. You know what? I, okay, I, I can't believe you haven't seen Footloose. I watched
1: this movie. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm thinking. Yes. Well, while I was mocking it out on um, Twitter, right? Mm-hmm. I was thinking about the goals, the motivations, and the conflicts. Yes, yes. but it was mm-hmm. just so like in your face. Like there was nothing yes. left to the imagination. Nothing. I mean, they told you exactly what everybody's goals, what everybody's motivation was, and everybody's conflicts was, and hit you over the head with it, so you'd have to be a Mm -hmm. moron to not actually be able to understand what each character was going for. You know what I mean? That was like my, the only thing I, I, well, it wasn't the only thing I didn't like about it, but it was... (laughs) But it's just, it was like so in your face. It's like, I get it. I get it. Thank you for telling me exactly who this person is and what they want. You know?
0: Right. It was very subtle. I think think the thing is, is that you're supposed to, okay, in storytelling, we tell people you always have to have goal, motivation, and conflict. And you have to communicate Mm -hmm. that. So, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. I think that they did... Um, you know, they had a very solid structure going on there. We had Baby, mm-hmm. you know, who was Jennifer Grey's character. Who, by the way, Baby. as I think it was Jennifer, who pointed it out to me while we were live blogging <laughs> on Twitter, was 27 at the time that she was playing this she 16 year She looks about 12. Because I'm watching it and I'm thinking, you know, when I was 16, this didn't bother me. But now that I'm <laughs> the sixteen year old with the 25-year-old, it's bothering me. And so then Jennifer had to at least, at least Jennifer Grey yeah. was... You know, well over the age of consent at the time that she she made that exactly. Movie. But okay, so back to the back to the original uh-huh. point, which is that in, in storytelling, you always want to be very clear about what your goal, motivation, and conflict mm-hmm. are. I think the problem was not that the goal, motivation, and conflict were
1: clear. was to the bad
0: acting? I think the problem <laughs> was that they were okay. It, it, yeah. The problem was that they were um, very simplistic and hyper cliche. Yes. You know, yes. like the the father who sees his girl as his little girl, and it's 1963, and she's, you know, discovering herself. And then there's the coming of age, and just the general coming, mm-hmm. because, of course, there's lots of sex in the movie. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, actually, it's not that kind of and movie. poor
1: so really Swayze, the man didn't own a shirt. I,
0: <laughs> I know. Well, and you know what? Some people don't need to wear shirts. I have no argument with his lack of shirt <laughs> in the movie. Patrick Swayze is a beautiful oh, man. Yeah. And the only man, I think, personally, mm-hmm. who could dance like that and still look straight. Oh. <laughs> I mean, he just really... he. He's still, like, when he's coming, you know, at the end where they have the big dance uh-huh. scene, and he's got all the people behind him and he's doing the little shimmy down the thing uh-huh. and she's standing on the thing laughing. I mean, that was the gayest thing I've <laughs> ever known a man. And he pulled it off looking macho and straight. And God bless his soul. Patrick Swayze, lovely, beautiful yes. man. I'm sorry. Yes, I will how, you can't agree slice with that. that. Any Absolutely. Other way. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, but anyway, I mean, back to the goal, motivation, and conflict and the structure and. You know, protagonist, antagonist, mm-hmm. everything you're dealing with there—it's all very straightforward. There's no surprises. There's no depth. There's no complexity. It's just a basic. But you know what? Here's the mm-hmm. thing, and here's here's my argument on stuff like that because you know I'm a big fan of Happy Gilmore, uh-huh. right? Did I make you watch Happy Gilmore? I don't think I did. I think we discussed. Yes, it. Yes, I watched it already. Oh, did I make you watch it? <laughs>
1: anyway, no. But, but if I say Gilmore, I don't watch again, it, I haven't watched it, then you'll make me watch it. So, from now you know, on, Happy I've watched Gilmore everything. It's
0: not the classic movie of our time. Footloose, Dirty Dancing. <laughs> these are movies that, as a woman who was alive during the 1980s, which I know you were. Okay. Anyway, so my <laughs> you're
1: gonna watch my movies, <laughs> like Underworld and. Underworld evolution and you know
0: oh, types of say. movies look, where okay, lots look. of people die. As soon okay. as as soon as all the whiffers come into a forum and say, Oh my god, you <laughs> haven't seen Underworld, I will go see Underworld. But you know what? I've mm. got the whiffers on my side on this one. This is just yeah. Insane. Well, they won you this one, so. It's my turn. (laughs) Yeah, just Buffy's coming. Okay, that's all I have to say. But anyway, back to this point that I'm trying to make, which is what I actually use in my class. When I taught at Syracuse University and when I teach online, one of the things that I do is I talk about Happy Gilmore Mm -hmm. every single time. And the reason I do is because it is not a great movie. (laughs) By no means are you going to look at this and think, Oscar. Uh But, But the thing... With uh, Happy Gilmore and with Dirty Dancing, which is the same thing, is that you've got a very clear structure, you've got a very clear and simple goal-motivation conflict, and it's something we've seen a million times before, and there are no surprises, Mm -hmm. but what that does is it allows you to hang on that structure, the things which make your movie... Interesting and fun. Now, for Happy Gilmore, it was the jokes. Mm-hmm. It was uh, Adam Sandler used this very, very basic, very you know, unbelievably like, you know, unbelievable you know, goal motivation conflict, but it fit together and it was strong enough of a structure that he could hang his jokes mm-hmm. on it, and that's what he did. He stuffed that skeleton every corner of it with joke, 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 and it was funny and it was really, really a fun movie mm-hmm. to watch. Dirty Dancing does the same thing, except not with jokes, but with dancing and um, nostalgia and, you know, I mean, all these different elements, romance, Mm -hmm. you know, all these different elements that it basically stuffed on that that very strong, if very cliched and simplistic structure. Okay. (laughs) So that's my whole point about that. But were you not at all charmed? By, okay. It no, was, here's it was the, just, here's the you thing. know, it was
1: just a, like a fun movie. Let's put it this way. It was I fun. I would watch mm-hmm. it on DVD, but I I would I would not have watched it in a movie theater. You know what I mean? It was that kind of movie. Right, right,
0: yeah. right. Yeah. Oh, I went to the movie. But I was 16, though. Yeah. At the time that this movie came out, I was 16, and there was just nothing you could have done to possibly yeah. keep me away. I was like all the girls going to see the Twilight mm-hmm. movie, like your daughter yeah. tonight. You know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah. It was just something that I, I did, okay. you know?
1: Well, she yeah. couldn't dance. I mean,
0: well, she, you know, she could dance better than me. Which is tr- again, in the beginning she could In the
1: beginning, I'm thinking I could do that. I could fall over. I could. Oh.
0: <laughs> I wasn't at any point in that movie thinking I could do what she did. You know, the years in which I might have been able to do what she uh-huh. did, long, long oh, yeah. gone. You know, now I just sit around and get done. Oh, yeah. And you know what? <laughs> I'm happy with that. That's probably um, what she's but, doing know, right I mean, now that's too. The thing, like, <laughs> She may not have been a great dancer, mm-hmm. and you know, and there were faults with the movie. But here's the thing about Dirty Dancing: is that it it really plays on that fantasy of you know this girl. You're res- you know you're basically stuffed into this corner of who you have to be. And then this man sees who you really are, and he loves you anyway. And he says, "Nobody puts baby in the corner." Right. Which, oh my God! Yeah, you know
1: what? She wasn't really in a corner. It was more like an alcove. You know what I mean? She wasn't right. like in you the know, corner I'm of the to room. Have go to New
0: York and find <laughs> something to throw at you. I don't care if she was in an alcove. Well, even you see, remains. even that line, he wasn't that right. smart. <laughs> He's not going to say she's in an alcove. <laughs> Johnny is not the kind of man you appreciate for his intelligence, okay? Or his vocabulary. Well, the funny thing is, it's
1: that was the whole mm-hmm. point of the movie, and he comes out and says it. That's what I mean. There was no, there were no surprises. There was nothing that There's I no didn't subtlety. expect. There's no subtlety.
0: It's cliche. Yeah. It's yeah. simplistic. Absolutely. But did you see Patrick <laughs> Swayze with his shirt off?
1: Yes, I did. Those I are my favorite parts of the movie.
0: <laughs> <laughs> And this is entirely—if oh, you go back and find the Twitter conversation, this oh is basically
1: oh, got, what. It and if was. you can, you got to find that because who was who was <laughs> the singing the Hawaiian song there, the hula hula oh, maki? Oh, the sister. Oh my God. Okay,
0: and the sister, the sister, was so annoying. <laughs> was, I mean, you just. You wanted to slap like that her. that woman, she looked like she should have been pretty, but they put eyebrows on her that, honestly, I think had been <laughs> used on Sesame Street. Well, and I pretty. had you know, pegged her
1: to be one of the dead people. Because, you know, at the beginning of the movie, you always pick out <laughs> whoever's going to die. I'm thinking... Somebody's going to take her out.
0: <laughs> it's dirty dancing. Nobody's going to die, except you know the aborted baby. But we can talk about that later. But uh, or never. How about? Oh, never, never. never. Um, yes,
1: yes, no. <laughs>
0: nope. <laughs> but I mean, it's dirty dancing. Uh-huh. You know, it's Footloose. Okay, the fact that you haven't seen Footloose, my brain is still. I'm not seeing it. Lots of I'm of not seeing it.
1: Oh, there are some oh, yeah, things in my life footloose. that I hold sacred.
0: If it wasn't for me, yeah. You wouldn't even have these. You would have nobody in your life making you watch Footloose. <laughs> oh, you're going to watch Footloose. <laughs> Don't think I'm not, not going to make I'm going to make you watch
1: Underworld with me then.
0: What the hell is, the hell is Underworld? Does, okay, first of all, it's, any whiffers out there who know what Underworld is, it is not a classic defining movie of our time. It is. Dirty there the Footloose. Have you seen Greece? Have you seen Grease? You seen yes, Grease? I
1: saw Greece. Okay. I even actually... All right. t- Put one of the songs in a college skit. So yes, I've seen Grease.
0: <laughs> all right. Well, at least you've seen Grease. <laughs> but for goodness' sakes, look if it's a defining movie, I've seen mm-hmm. it. Underworld. What is Underworld? You don't even know what it is. No, oh, I have no <sighs> idea. You know why? Because it's not a defining movie of our time. Well, that's
1: all because a lot of people die in it. It's pro- and there's no jokes. <laughs>
0: That's oh, well, then what the hell do I want to watch? I know. See, that's what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Look, at least I give you Patrick Swayze with his shirt off. And you know what? Footloose, Kevin Bacon with his shirt off. What do you have for me in Underworld?
1: Oh, 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 oh. What is his name? Scott Speedman. You Scott don't Scott Speedman name without a shirt on.
0: Oh, wait. Underworld yeah. is... If it's in the Scott Speedman era, uh-huh. then that's like within the last five Selena. Years.
1: It's years. Uh, Selena has... Um, Ah, uh, I can't remember her name. I know I'll remember it at some point. But anyway, it's vampires versus werewolves. It's this really cool, dark
0: vampires versus werewolves. You
1: we love it. We're gonna watch okay. it. We are totally gonna watch this it. Is is not, Did you see the guy with his head on fire? Did you watch that one?
0: Footloose, Dirty <laughs> Dancing. These are. <laughs> Okay, you know what? I'm leaving it to the whiffers. (laughs) I'm leaving it to the whiffers. I'm going to let them go on the forum and decide this. Kate Beckinsale. I can't even believe we're having this All right, Scott
1: Speedman and Kate Beckinsale.
0: B-list
1: actors. Oh, please. Like Kevin Bacon's an A-list
0: actor? Yes, at the time he was Six Degrees of (laughs) Kevin Bacon. Have you even heard about Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon? I mean, do you have any idea? Was he an A-list actor? He was an (laughs) A-list actor.
1: For one decade.
0: I, uh, a decade <laughs> is longer than I've been an A-list actor. For one Lottie's decade. Lonnie's head. Oh, my God. Lucy's head explodes. My <laughs> the pity, pretty pink veins all over the wall. What is, I can't, okay, I can't even believe I'm having this discussion where we're talking about Scott Speedman, who, lovely man, you know, loved him in Felicity. He was really cute. Oh, no, he but he's not cute Scott in
1: this movie. Speedman. He's hot in this Next movie. To, yeah. George of the Jungle, did you okay. see that?
0: George of the Jungle. Yeah. Brendan yeah. Fraser. George of the Jungle. You're comparing, you're comparing George, George of the Jungle of the to Footloose? footloose? No, he, he, no, sure. Oh my God. <laughs> I, I, Whiffers, I pass this over to you. I can no longer take responsibility. What, the next
1: movie is mine, so <laughs> you're watching <laughs> Underworld. Oh. Dear God. All right. She's
0: completely missing the <laughs> point. Look, if I watch Underworld, you are watching all seven seasons ah, of Buffy. That's
1: no way, no way. Say. You watch <laughs> Underworld, okay, I'll wait, watch you, Footloose. You like
0: fu- okay, you're watching Underworld vampires, <laughs> but you won't watch Buffy with Vampires. Explain.
1: Because Underworld Most is a movie Buffy's and stuff. Buffy's T V series. <laughs>
0: Okay, and some of the best storytelling that is actually happening during this decade is in television. So you know, again,
1: I knew when I said revisit. that, that you would, like, freak out.
0: <laughs> well, especially because, oh my God, movies are terrible and have been for the last, like, 10 to 15 years. Whereas you, TV, this is the golden age of storytelling in television. You, oh my God. You would I'm love you this story. It's an epic
1: story, and it's more than just vampires and werewolves. It's about people. It's about society. It's about how we, how we accept and how we reject other cultures and other people who are different than we
0: are. And it's okay, how very we go powerful. Dirty Dancing to Deep Thoughts? How did that happen? Huh? <laughs> I don't want to watch, I don't want to talk about a movie that's about anything. We want to Dirty Dancing. <laughs> See, that's
1: the problem. You watch movies that aren't about anything.
0: <laughs> yes, but you don't, it is, no, but it is about something, it's about, you know, there's the nostalgia, and there's the love yeah. story, and there's well, the dancing, I got the, and there's the yeah, romance, and there's I the got nobody the too. Baby in an alcove, and then, <laughs> baby <in> the alcove. <laughs> which, by the way, I argue, would not be as good a line.
1: <laughs> I mean, I'm thinking to myself, is that's the there. big piece of the movie? They got her in like this little, elk. it's like, give her a real corner.
0: <laughs> yes, and a dunce cap and make her sit backwards. Oh my God. Oh my, oh my God. I can't even, I think you're beyond that. House, <laughs> <do> you? <laughs> I think there's only so much that I can actually do to help you.
1: <laughs> oh, well. All right, Mythos, well. you
0: got to take over. Get on the forums yes. and set her straight because I just I got a drink. I oh can't.
1: yeah, good. All righty, well that's and it for them. our movie night discussion. <laughs> and wasn't that arousing? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I'm almost I'm afraid to sign off because I know as soon as I do, I'm gonna like yeah. You're
0: gonna We're be gonna like, be are having are you the kidding me? that happens after the. <laughs> oh my god!
1: Oh, God. Okay, I guess I got to go. We'll be right back. (laughs) Are you worried that one will Write for Wine podcast a month won't be enough for you? Going through withdrawal when you hear the sign-off? Having sleepless nights? Wondering what? Oh, what will Lucy and CJ be discussing on the next show? Well, we've got a cure for your will Write for Wine fever. No, it's not more cowbell. It's the Wiffer Forums. Yes, you too can participate in the coolest place on the net with the coolest people who listen to the coolest podcast. They talk about wine and writing and duct tape and Macs and all sorts of other cool stuff. So stop on over at willwriteforwine.com slash forum. Now back to the coolest podcast ever. Thanks for coming back. I'm CJ Berry
0: and I'm Lucy March, still astounded.
1: <laughs> and I'm still alive. <laughs> and Barely. this is Will Wright for Wine. <laughs> now we're going to completely change the subject, thank God, and discuss. Ah, oh, my phone is ringing. My phone is ringing. We're going to um, discuss that your phone is ringing? Uh, uh, it's my mother in law. Should I? Oh, don't
0: answer it! Don't answer it! <laughs> Have you learned nothing from me? Why else is that here? Pretend you're not home. Turn <laughs> off all the lights. Well, I'm
1: sure that he told her that it he be was going like to be out tonight. the World War. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'll tell her that. She's like, oh, yeah, he did tell me that. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: <laughs>
1: all right. All right. Oh, good. All right. That's she all right. Let's just keep man. going. Let's just all pretend right. <clears throat> that never even happened. Oh, God. <laughs> Luckily, she does not listen to the podcast. All right.
0: Very good. Mm-hmm. So,
1: okay. Where are we? <laughs> Latest addictions. Latest yes. addictions. All right. My latest right. addiction is <laughs> Buffy.
0: Ha, kidding. Uh, <laughs> it will be it will be once you sit down. Oh, once no you get it to won't. the end no of the second won't. season. You're not No, nope, no. Nope. My obsessed latest Buffy, addiction then.
1: is Peggle. Mhm. Uh-huh. Okay. You know, it was bad enough when I played it online. Uh-huh. But then I bought it.
0: Oh dear. <laughs> Well, that's the kiss of death. It is. And I've Uh reinstalled
1: it twice already so that I can re-beat the levels that I already beat, (laughs) but as a new person.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Dear God.
1: See, that's bad.
0: (laughs) I've never played Peggle, but I've heard of it, Uh, like, enough. I think, is it like Bubble Shooter? Is it one of those things that you just get into and you can't get out? Yes,
1: yes, except it has different levels and different Mm -hmm. games you can play. Every panel is different, so... Mm -hmm. Ooh. Yes. Oh, it's right. it's really bad. All right, that's me. Okay.
0: Well, that's good. Well, my latest addiction is another TV show. <laughs> <laughs> it's The West Stop Wing. I've been human watching existence. the um, <laughs> DVD complete series set from beginning to end and I'm amazed at how relevant the issues are that they talk about on this mm-hmm. show. Did you ever watch The West Wing? No. <laughs> Who am I talking to? All right, anyway, whiffers. We'll just leave her out of it. This will be directly between Yay, me and you. Good. So anyway, <laughs> God, I cannot believe this. Anyway, um, so I'm watching the West Wing, mm-hmm. and they talk about all of these issues. They're talking about health care, and they're talking about, you know, foreign policy, and they're talking about all these things that were, you know... Ten years ago, when The West Wing was on, you know, and they're still arguing about it. They're still discussing it. We're still, you know, going through all this stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's so interesting to to watch it because of all the things that they're discussing, which are amazingly still relevant. Hmm. And um, also the at the end during the s- last season, they had this uh, Jimmy Smiths played uh, Congressman Matthew Santos, who ended up you know becoming the president. And they go through that whole thing. And it's it's amazing how um. Uh, kind of predictive that that entire campaign was to Barack Obama hmm. and, and what happened there. I mean, it was, really, it was you know, three or four years before, you know, the Barack Obama campaign, but it was really, really fascinating how closely it kind of mirrored that, except for that in the West Wing, the Republican candidate was actually somebody you could respect. But anyway, <laughs> um, <so laughs> but anyway, all pretense of political acumen aside, I, I watched it for Josh and josh and donna which <laughs> these two characters <laughs> on there which basically they had like seven seasons because you i know haven't seen it because you don't watch television which is beyond <laughs> my understanding <laughs> um but anyway um they had seven seasons of it and um and josh and donna you know josh was the deputy chief of staff and donna was his assistant and um and they just had this wonderful tension and I, as i watched it you know i realized how little of that was actually explicitly stated
1: mm-hmm. you know how yes. little of isn't that, like that they, amazing
0: they <laughs> what no nope. oh, shut up <laughs> <laughs> you keep it to yourself you don't watch television <laughs> oh my <laughs> god <laughs> but anyway um, so yeah so I'm actually I'm really enjoying it I loved all the Josh and Donna stuff which meant I had to fast forward through a lot of <laughs> you know there were some episodes that are just Policy and oh, nothing but, God. and there was no movement in the characters. And I was really? Like, you you know? I
1: know. Yeah, yeah true. <laughs> I
0: hate All when right, that. All right, you happens. get moving then. Okay.
1: <clears throat> up next, we have <laughs> Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. We have the Da 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 Da
0: monthly (laughs) weigh-in. Every time. We've done that probably 50 times, and we screwed up every time. You'd think eventually we'd get good at it. I
1: know. I know. We need a little theme song going into it or something. You know, something with a beat. We do. Yeah.
0: Okay, Whiffers, that's your thing. Oh, yeah. Give us a a theme song for the monthly weigh-in. Yeah. All right. well... I'll start. Uh I started out really great this past month. Since the last podcast, I got about 25,000 words, either revised or freshly written into the new book, Um, 15,000 of which were NaNoWriMo words, which was great. But then I got sick Mm. with the the horrible plague, and uh, my mother visited. (laughs) And my (laughs) momentum completely got killed. Um, I am, however, determined to get this book done by Christmas. Pray for me, will you? Yes. And uh, so Monday, I'm diving in again. So stay tuned.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm very proud of you because I came to uh-huh. visit too, so I kind of interrupted it. And, and, yeah, yeah. But but the good thing is, while I was there, uh, Lucy helped me work out my plot for my mm-hmm. new book, so I'm very happy about it. Yay. And mm-hmm. I haven't done actually any writing, but I did get... Um, a whole like all the background like three pages of background written
0: oh good
1: mm-hmm. yep and it's like single spaced you know
0: and that's huge it is mm-hmm. getting it all is. that discovery writing done is huge yep
1: mm-hmm. and I'm now I'm starting to get scenes and dialogue because I Ooh, have two awesome. sisters in this book and I love writing sisters because I have oh, sisters yeah. I have two sisters you know mm-hmm. and so you just get into this they're so much fun to write so mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm I'm doing all right, so Mm -hmm. hopefully I got to have, I got to have a proposal done by February 1st, so I do need to get working.
0: Oh, you will. You'll get it. That's a fabulous, I mean, we went through all that, um, all that stuff that you had, and it was really, really good. I mean, you had a lot of good stuff there. You'll be able to get a proposal done, no problem. Yeah, I hope So. So. Alrighty, all right. Well, now it's time for our co-host challenge. <laughs> this week it's killer word again, because that's our favorite. Um, all right, go ahead. See you hit me. All
1: right. Well, I, this word came to me from Kim, so I really appreciate it.
0: Oh, great. Kim's feeding you now. Huh? <laughs> what? Kim's feeding you. What? Kim's feeding
1: you. Oh yeah. Oh yes. I'm getting fed. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and my word uh-huh. is nephelococcidia.
0: Oh, for crying (laughs) out loud. You can't do diseases.
1: Nephlicoxygia. (laughs) Nephlicoxygia?
0: Nephlicoxygia. (laughs) N-E-F-A-L-A-C-O-X-Y-G-I-A?
1: Surprisingly, no, that's not right. (laughs) Surprisingly.
0: How did I ever get that one wrong?
1: It is... N-E-P-H-E-L-O-C-O-C-C-Y-G-I-A.
0: Oh, for crying (laughs) out loud. I'm telling you, if this is a disease of the kidney, I'm going to kill you. What is that? (laughs) It is the act... It's logia, so that has something to do with words, right? Yeah.
1: It is the act of seeking and finding shapes in clouds.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so that has to do with words. Wow, well, that's... (laughs) Seeking and finding shapes in clouds. Okay, yeah. that's awesome. Isn't that, that cool? Is, I First of all, didn't know there was a word for
1: that. <laughs> I didn't either. I thought it was just, you know, making, you know, cloud shapes. Wow. Yeah. How cool is that?
0: That is some serious vocabulary. And I also uh, discovered it's... Hats off to Kim. Yeah. yeah, it's
1: also a name of a band on online.
0: Oh, well, that's good. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know why you would choose that for a name of a band, but A hey. band
0: that nobody can see. Spell. <laughs> kind of like Nefika Prince. Nefkalakaxia.com. Yes, I'm sure they're it's easy. It's sort to of find. like
1: Prince, you know.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. The unpronounceable. Uh, yeah, symbol. Yeah. <laughs> his, his marketing people must have been so pissed. Like, <laughs> well, you know what? Prince is easy to spell. Yeah, and he was like, "Let's do the unpronounceable symbol." Uh-huh. Because, yeah. yes, it yeah. helps to be. It didn't. Choose. Yeah. Mm. All right. Well, anyway, so okay. mine is going to be, um, you know, a lot less evil.
1: Oh, okay. That. <laughs> That's too bad.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it sucks to be because you. <laughs> Billingsgate. Billingsgate?
1: Billingsgate. Billings oh.
0: Billingsgate. Billings
1: oh, all right. Well, B I L L I N G S G A T E.
0: You are correct.
1: <gasps> no, seriously, I forget these. It's very right, very easy to
0: spell. See, I give you something that is remotely okay, Nick. No, <laughs> <laughs> what do you think it means? Though? And I billing think it's, it's
1: uh Bill Gates, where he keeps his money. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Billion. See, Gates. I would have thought it was a scandal about billing. <laughs> yeah, That's there what you I go. Said. But I would have been wrong too. Um, it's okay. actually. <laughs> Foul, abusive language.
1: Seriously.
0: Seriously. Why wouldn't you just foul, say something that was language.
1: like four letters and started with an
0: F? <laughs> oh, this one's <from laughs> definitely that. That from you? Really? 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 You want to? You want to take that back? You want to think about that for a little bit? No. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's a lot easier to spell. Why don't they just make it four words? Uh, <laughs> Jeez. Anyway, yes, I thought that was very funny, and that actually was the funny. kind of language that I use when I find out that you're comparing Underworld, <laughs> <or> Footloose,
1: <laughs> live in disappointment.
0: All right, that
1: wraps up our new C block, which, as is turning out, is becoming quite rowdy.
0: It is, it is. I mean, the D-block used to be a really big problem, and now I think that, you know, we thought that we would, like, skip the bad D-block by going right into the C-block, and uh, I think that, no, now I think that's not the case.
1: It was worth a try. We'll <laughs> we did. we tried. <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs>
0: I'm Lucy, also known as Lonnie Diane Rich, and this is your StoryWalk Writing Tip of the Month. Writer's Block. It's the bane of any writer's existence, especially because so many writers don't believe it exists. Sit down at the damn computer, typewriter, or legal pad, they say, and get moving. Accountants don't suffer from Accountant's Block, so get over yourself. Well, in all fairness, accountants don't have to reimagine the entire mathematical system every time they sit down to work, but still, the point remains. There's a point where writer's block is a handy tool. It tells you that something is wrong with your book and that you have to fix it. And there's a point where writer's block just gives us an excuse to play bubble shooter all day. We can't have that. So here's what I do. I read. I read a lot. I read all day. I have two rules for what I read. That it has nothing to do with writing and that it's not in the genre I'm writing in. Other than that, it's all on the table. There's something about experiencing the words that others have written that somehow greases my own wheels. I figure if Malcolm Gladwell or Laurie R. King could make their books happen, I can make mine happen. Within a day or two, I wake up raring to go, problem solved, and I continue on. Now, is reading going to work for you? I don't know. If I was a doctor I'd prescribe it, but your brain is your brain and it works by your rules. What I'm saying is that writer's block doesn't need to be the end of the world. You can get around it. Try reading. Try writing backstory you don't intend to use in a book. Try drinking a glass of water upside down. Something will work. You just have to keep trying until you find it. If you like this tip, there's more where this came from. Over at StoryWonk.com, I teach online writing classes in both Discovery and Revision. There's a new session coming in January. You'll also find more audio downloads with longer, more detailed writing advice, as well as blog posts and forums for discussion. See you there. Well, it's
1: time for Last Call here on will Write for Wine. We hope you had as much fun as we did, but I doubt
0: (laughs) it. Not likely, unless you've been fighting with your best friend for the last hour while drinking a lot of wine. So anyway, like we said, once a month you're gonna get lit. (laughs) Uh, 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 uh Aha! Try that again. So like we said, once a month we're gonna come on here and carry on like this,
1: right? And we don't know. Oh, you don't know.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, this is what happens when you've had too much Chianti. (laughs) Go ahead, keep going. It's fine. But you don't
1: know what we're going to carry on about unless you go to the forums and tell us what you want to hear.
0: (laughs) Right. There will be a new topic (laughs) up for all of you to vote and comment on for next month's podcast, Mm. which will actually be in about three weeks because we're so late on this one. So what is it, second Friday of the month? So the next podcast will be on December 11th.
1: All right. I'll mark it down on my calendar. I hope <laughs> that you do. <laughs> and while you're at the forums, tell us what you want us to talk about. Be sure to say hi and jump into the conversation there, which is always fun. Mm-hmm. And and that's it. Okay. <laughs> oh, <wait>. <laughs> so-
0: <laughs> we are so smooth. There just aren't enough <laughs> O's in the word smooth for us tonight, are there? <laughs>
1: All right. So until <laughs> next time, this is CJ. And
0: this is Lucy saying if you can't write for money. Oh, oh, I get to say it. You then, get to say it. and write right for, for wine.
1: Woo!
0: <laughs> Coming at you. I'm addicted to stress, that's the way that I get things done. If I'm not a depression, then I sleep too long. And I hang around like a bum. I think I'm going nowhere, and that makes me nervous. Everybody's had to get me, but I feel alright.